Welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for reason converts and season fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And welcome to a very special episode. I think it's the first time. No, it's not the first time, but it's a time where we are doing an extension of a previous episode. Yeah. A revision, it, if you will. A, a revised edition, because I think that the young people will not remember that before the internet, before Wikipedia, Wikipedia was physical books called encyclopedias and they'd have to make new ones every year because information would change so like if i was at my grandma's house her encyclopedias were from the 70s so they had like countries that didn't exist in them Mm -hmm. things like that so oh yeah or like it still says czechoslovakia is right like places that don't exist (laughs) so because our podcast like an encyclopedia is like a hard bound unchanging medium Yeah, yeah yeah We decided that for shiny comeback time, that we should put a revised second edition of our Shawwell's Guide to Shiny. Hooray! To bring us right up to this next point. And this is to be thorough. We have to be thorough because we are, we did already decide that we were going to dedicate an entire episode to the newest album. And of course, our very first deep dive was our Shawwell's Guide. But that, we put out the Shawl's Guide in June of 2018, at the very beginning. And so at the mm-hmm. time, only the story of light had like just started, right? Only mm-hmm. the first EP had come out. And so we didn't get to fully cover that out that release um mm-hmm. and so we wanted to put out before we talk about this next album we gotta we can't skip over right what has come before it so this is an addition a revised edition an addition and revised edition edition yes yeah there we go <laughs> pronunciation tip for you all right so um I guess really quickly, that being said, if you have not listened to the Shawl's Guide and if you don't know anything about Shiny, you really shouldn't be starting here. No, <laughs> this, we are uh, going to assume that you've already listened to the Shawl's Guide. But if you haven't, uh, Shiny, a five member group from SM Entertainment debuted May 25th, 2008. Some basic numbers they have six Korean albums to date as of the recording of this episode mm-hmm. six Korean albums, five EPs, five Japanese albums, 35 singles, 40 music videos, 96 award nominations with 62 wins, including 13 golden discs and four mamas. Uh, and they're our absolute favorite group. So that is favorite why ultimate we are taking the time to thoroughly hmm, honor. Just- yes their entire discography yeah for the histories for the history that's why we're here it's so important um yeah our five members we have onu jonghyun ki mino and taemin 
We lost Jonghyun in 2017. This podcast is forever dedicated to his memory. We think about him every day. He is always with us. Shiny is always five. Yes, and they bring that up often. We will be bring we will be talking about Zhang Young a, a lot, lot today, today and in the coming episode with this like next album. Um, and so our last our previous Shaol's guide ended, like I said, after uh, it chronicled their whole discography up to the first release of the story of light so i'm gonna back it up a little bit for us now so let's before the story of light came out the previous korean release had been in 2016 so Mm -hmm. in 2016 in october uh one of one came out and that was the album and then the same titled title track one of one yes repackage uh Tell Me What To Do, One and One. That came out in November. And then in 2017, in January, they came out with a Japanese album, which was called Five. So that was their fifth Japanese album. You had something you wanted to say about this album? Oh, yes. I just wanted, <laughs> I, yeah, I just wanted to take a moment because, yeah, this is an interesting thing. Um, we're often asked, like, what has changed about K-pop since you started doing your podcast? Mm-hmm. And I think one of the biggest things that's changed since that Shawwell Guide, as we say in that Shawwell Guide, that, like, Chinese, shiny Japanese releases are hard to get a hold of because yeah. at the time they were. Mm-hmm. Um, Japanese releases used to be, like, country lock to Japan only and you had to you know really work to get them but now they're all on Spotify and most of the Mm -hmm. music videos are available and so it feels right to talk about them now because you could see them so the um, main single for five is called get the treasure just wanted to talk about it for a moment because if you've never seen get the treasure you should look it up because it's like crime shiny yeah and key eye patch lives with his eye patch and it's like a cool they do like a casino heist and everybody else in the casino is like frozen and there's like mm-hmm. shit all like flying in the air but like shiny is like moving through the frozen people it's yes. budget it's like budget and it's good <laughs> yeah it's a total spectacle and like the music video is really cool it's very cinematic um like you said the like set pieces are really cool everybody's like frozen um and they actually like built that like some of it is not cgi it's like i remember watching the behind the scenes of them like walking through it or whatever they took time and money to make that music video but also the choreography to that is really cool so you can definitely look up like a stage of one of their tokyo domes or something because get the treasure is the one where they get on the floor and they make the star right i think so i'm pretty sure it is because that's where they say we are shiny five Five and and we're right right by by your your side. side yes yeah, 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 yeah. New catchphrase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Japanese catchphrase for yes, their Japanese version. <laughs> so that came out, like I said, in January of 2017. Um, and then we had, uh, I think they did a few like solo releases, and then we lost Strong Hyun and then at the end of 2017. And then mm-hmm. in 2018, like we talked about it on the previous Shawl's Guide, the uh, remaining four members did follow through with a Japanese concert in February. And then they released a Japanese compilation album in April of 2018, which was called Shiny the Best from Now On. And it was the first release since Jong's passing. Um, but it was, like I said, a compilation album. So it was mostly just Japanese tracks and Japanese versions. And then the one new song was the title From Now On. <laughs> 
Um, and it went to number one on the Oricon chart. It was a certified gold album. Um, and I, yeah. Anything to say about that one? Yeah, I had a note about the concert because at the time, um, I think in the Shaw Walls episode, I said that I like, I periscoped that concert mm-hmm. on my birthday, like just listened to it or whatever. But since then, it has been released in a fully HD DVD format yeah. um, and is currently ripped on YouTube. Um, and I just... Like, I don't know, just to talk about it for a minute. It's it's a concert that I absolutely, like, recommend mm-hmm. if you love Shiny. But it is incredibly painful to watch. Every member has a huge breakdown at least once mm-hmm. in, throughout the concert. Yeah. Um, but, like, I don't know. It just feels... It, it's like Shiny taking us on a, a, a journey. And we're all together at this, like, first concert since a huge loss and, like... I don't know you feel a lot of things Mm -hmm. and I just I recommend it but be ready to cry Um, but it's a great concert and there's really good stages and like amazing outfits and like it just makes me so proud of them and like Mm -hmm. just their resilience and their strength yeah and their um, willingness to be so frank and honest about their grief and about their experience like we're going to talk a lot about that in this this Mm -hmm. episode because I think that, and I think that kind of has to be a part of the the conversation with shiny, like from now on, um, because grief is something that stays with you for the rest of your life. But also I think that they have been very purposeful and very thoughtful in the way that they have presented themselves since deciding to come back. And this was Mm -hmm. the first thing that they did, right? This concert. Uh, that, like we said, was in February. And yeah, if you are a Shawl and have not watched it, and I felt like it was very cathartic to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it maybe was that way for them. Like Maybe that's why they decided to do it. It was cathartic yeah. to watch. Um, because it was, it was hard to watch. It was painful, but it was also, there were, like you said, those moments of those fantastic stages where like they were still shiny. And it was, mm-hmm. it was very comforting to see it was just it was very like human and yes. also still that like magical it's human yes it was like shiny. human to see them it was <laughs> yeah. human to see them breaking down of the, over this pain that we're all feeling but then the superhuman of the eye of them being of like them still being at these the like same idols time. yeah it was yeah. very a very interesting experience to to watch i can't imagine what it must have been like to be there Um, but yeah, that happened in February and then the compilation album was in, uh, April. And then just a few months later was their 10th anniversary, May 25th, 2018. And so on May 28th, like three days later, I don't know why they Mm -hmm. didn't time it on the same day. It must've been like the day of the week. It might've been a weird day of the week. Yeah. 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 But so May 28th, they put out, uh, the story of light episode one, uh, which the title track was good evening or is it EP one? Is it episode or EP? I always interpreted the EP period as episode. Me too. Okay. I feel like maybe I've seen, maybe it's written that way on my phone as well. Episode. But I also noted, like, because there was a, um, there's like an aesthetic uh, line through all of these, that episode one is the triangle one. <laughs> yes, it is the triangle one. Sorry. Now I just no, need I to No, I want to know what the phone says. Oh, no, it just says EP. 
I was wrong. Yeah, maybe it's always been in my head, but I also feel like I can see it being written down somewhere. <laughs> but whatever. Right. I don't know which one it is. Um, but yeah. So but the single was Good Evening. The single was called Good Evening. They decided to release The Story of Light as three separate albums with three separate title tracks. So this first EP had... Uh, I believe five tracks all together. Um, mm-hmm. One of them, the last one, you and I has lyrics by Key. We always mention whenever the idols have a hand writing credit. What, yeah, writing credit. Um, so Key wrote the lyrics to you and I. The Korean title, which is Annyeong. Um, the B side that they promoted with this one was All Day and All Night. And um, let's see, they the choreography for Good Evening was done by Koharu Sugawara, who is the same choreographer for Timmy's Move and also Flame of Love. Um, and we talked about this one in our last Chowels Guide, but the choreography for this is very different from the choreography that they usually do. But mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's different from the choreography they're known for because it's not as precise. Um, right. But it also is very like it tells a story. It's very it's I very think it's much different from idol choreography in yeah, yeah, general. Yeah, That's, yeah not I was even just the same shiny thing. choreography because it is so because yeah, it's so like artsy and loose and storytelling mm-hmm. in its nature. Um, yeah, but yeah, we talked about this in the last gui- guide. But um, art choreo and suit jamas is how I will always remember this part of the comeback. Um, because they're wearing like suits that are made of pajamas mm-hmm. and they have like rope belts and things. Yes, then that was like a look from the music video as well when we talked about like in the last Shawl's guide about the themes of the little prince um being an mm-hmm. inspiration for the like story arc of the story of light. Um because in that music video they I believe they end up following a uh, fox through the woods into the to the well or is that one just one of the teasers was it not actually th- in the music video the fox is for sure in the next music video mm-hmm. i couldn't remember if he shows up in the first one he might because he might be a through line yeah but anyway i truly can't remember now i can't remember either um but yeah i'm trying to rem- see if through look through my notes and see if there's any like facts we need to know oh this went number one on Gown. It went number four on the Billboard World Charts and number two on the Billboard Heat Seekers. It was very. It did mark their tenth anniversary, so it was very successful, um, well received. It won a music show, but I don't remember which one. I didn't write it down. Um, and we talked last week. We did an episode about favorite shiny B sides, and we made ourselves an arbitrary cutoff to not talk about any story of light besides so that we could talk about them now. Yes. Um, so we've noted favorite B-sides from every little episode or EP or whatever you want to call it. We'll just um, say in this guide, it's episode. And if that's it's wrong, episode. then it's wrong. And I don't want to be right. <laughs> um, but I think that my favorite B-side from this episode is Undercover. Mm. Um, because talk about a whistle song. What a whistle song. Um, yeah, that's just a good one with a really crazy, it has like a crazy like little fast like samba-y beat at the mm-hmm. beginning or something. And then it's just got these crazy like whistles and everything drops out and like 
Yeah, I like Undercover. That's my choice. Undercover is a great song. I mean, I love this whole EP or this whole I love well, it is an EP. Um <laughs> it's hard to pick a favorite mm-hmm. because there's truly not one single song in this entire saga that I dislike. There's not one. Right. But I think my favorite one off of this is You and I because okay. that song is beautiful. It's a little bit haunting and it's absolutely heart-wrenching. There yeah. is one wail, there's like one ad-lib toward the end. I'm pretty sure it's Key who does it and it like <laughs> Every time I hear it, it just like sounds like someone's heart is being ripped apart. And I know that sounds like, why would you want to listen to that? But it's really beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. In a way that that resonates deeply in that. And I just love it. I love that song. Yeah. It's really good. It's really good. Yeah. Because it, it feels, it feels true, even though it's hard. It like feels true. Yeah. Um, Because I don't remember... I can't remember, so I don't want to talk out of my ass if this was, like, fan conjecture or if it was, like, fact. But I think people assumed that it was, like, both about Jong and about Key's grandmother, who he loved very, very, very much and lost, like, a year before mm-hmm. this. Yes. And it might be a com- a combination of all of those feelings of a lost loved one. I believe that Key talked about that because okay. he wrote the lyrics to this song. And I think when discussing the lyrics, he said that he initially wrote them after his grandmother passed. And then he rewrote the version that is on the album is what he revised after Jong had passed because mm. it is about grief and about uh, like sometimes feeling ang- like the anger that can come with grief. Mm-hmm. Um and it's a really, it's a really beautiful song. That's a great choice. Um, before we move on, I had one more thing to note on May 28th. May 28th is the day that our shouting star was born. And that is the name of Shiny's official light stick. Uh, yes. Because Shiny was an old school second gen group that just had those big straight glow stick mm-hmm. light sticks for their concerts all the way up until this moment when yeah. they got a real Bluetooth light stick like everyone else wow in may of 2018 now it is a beautiful light stick it is a beautiful light stick with a terrible name (laughs) it is a dumb name (laughs) but i think that we've all come to embrace and love the name shotting star and uh so it lives (laughs) it lives lives. (laughs) but it's a really beautifully designed uh light stick because it the patterns that it shines like on walls is very like chandelier and then if mm-hmm. you put the light stick directly up against another surface it makes a perfect five pointed star. star yeah it's, it's a really good it's beautiful it's the it's my most prized possession i love my <laughs> shining star so much uh yeah um okay the next thing i had is something i inserted into the timeline take so it away i'll jump in so on June 6th, 2018, was when the first episode of Shiny's Back aired on the M2 YouTube channel. Um, and this was the first time that Sh- Shiny had done a reality show as Shiny for Shiny since they did One Fine Day in 2013. So it had been five forever. Years. 
since we'd had an all shiny reality show. Um, so this was a good one. It's I think it's six episodes. Mm-hmm. They're all still on YouTube. Um, they like it starts out with like music video shooting, and then there's an episode where they go to the grocery store and they cook dinner together, and then there's an episode where they go to like a car race track and have a race. Um, but it's sweet and good and fun, and it's kind of the place that a lot of the like newer Shawal memes have come from. Like mm. the fact yeah, that yeah, yeah. Taemin's name is Baby Cheese is because of something Mino says in yes. that show, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So Shiny's back on M2. Watch it if you haven't. Yeah, it's it's such a good show. It's a, And every episode is only like 15 minutes or less. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty short. Um, so it's I rewatched it not that long ago, and it's what a delight. <laughs> Um, I saw a lot of jokes because that one of those episodes where they make dinner and like there's so much smoke in the kitchen and Timmy is just in the living room playing a playing video, video game games. so <laughs> obliviously and people grabbed screenshots of that and then put it next to hit the teasers of him sitting next to the fire the, or the bench Hot. that's on fire <laughs> and like life imitating art yeah. or art imitating life I suppose <laughs> since yeah. the teaser came after Anyway, that takes us to June 11th. And so this was the second title release, uh, episode two, I Want You. I want you. This is a like tropical house, super fun summer song. Um, the music video, it follows the through line of, so in the good evening music video, they like break out of this sort of dilapidated, like inside and they run through the forest and they find this well. Right. And then presumably they like fall through the well, I guess, because then in the, I want you, they're kind of all in these like different places and these different like abstract sets, which, uh, draw a lot of references to like the different planets in the little Mm -hmm. prince like the different planets that the little prince visits um and it's a really fun song i love i want you i was i had it stuck in my head all day today um the music video is also in like four three ratio like old tv Mm -hmm. so it has like the big black bars on the side but there are a couple of moments where shit gets real zany and one of them like reaches outside of it or floats outside of it so there's like weird little stuff like that um yeah, I Want You is my, fa- I think I've said this on the show before, but it's my favorite of the releases from this era. That's I fair. love I Want You because I just, it's so, it's so joyful and mm-hmm. it has similar, it has similar like kind of loosey-goosey contemporary choreography like Good Evening does, but it's like less emo in its like presentation, yeah, yeah. but it's still just as like. I don't know, just like flaily arms and stuff. (laughs) It has, yeah, more like (laughs) relaxed vibe. Yes, and the dance practice to it makes me cry every time I watch it. I'm not exactly sure why, (laughs) just because. But it's also like the first dance practice video they had released since everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's special for that reason too. Such a shame. Um, what's your favorite B-side off of episode two, which is the circle one? Yes, it is the circle one. Um, oh, and also, I mean, so we mentioned the fox, like, is was the fox Oh, yeah, Good the Evening. fox. The fox the is on the album art for all three yes. of them. So that makes me think the fox was in the Good Evening music video. He must be. Because he's, he's on important. the album. Anyway, yeah. let's see. This is the circle. My favorite... 
Oh, it's so hard to choose. But I think it's the B-side that they promoted, which was Who Waits for Love. Again, that song is dramatic, but it's so good. <laughs> it's just like the way that they like, I love the choreography. It is weird and like not really like shiny. They just like do a lot of these like arms. Um, mm -hmm. But the... <laughs> It's like very Timini. Yes. Th that's a very, very like Timine song, I think. Um, it is. But it's a Timine song that's sung by Shiny. So it's like, you right. can't go wrong. Mm -hmm. It's right up totally. my alley. That's my shit. <laughs> yes. Yes. And they wore like really dramatic like vampire pajamas on stage. They wore like silky yes. things, unbuttoned, and like lots of necklaces. Vampire pajamas. That's yeah. totally it. <laughs> Um, I think my favorite B-side from this one is Drive. Just because I love a, I love a chuggy, I love a chuggy guitar. I love acapella harmonies. I love a vocoded, vocoded voice going <laughs> like anytime there's like something weird like that. Yeah, I just like Drive because I feel like Drive's vibe flows right into i want you's vibe like it, it feels does like the b-side to this album that's fair so i pick drive it's uh such a good song it's such a good song it's all just so good guys i it's know all just so good all of it is so good um this particular ep so it went to number four on the uh billboard world charts while episode one was still on that chart as well in its third week um, and so by making it onto that chart twice shiny became the fifth k-pop act to ever do that before wow so yeah and then it also went to number one on gown and oricon uh, and the members talked a little bit about how part one was uh what others think seem to think of them and then part two was meant to reflect what the members think of themselves um and i liked that they sort isn't of isn't that like a parallel to the dream misconceptions yes it's series. very similar if not exactly <laughs> what the, what they said the inspiration was behind that one um but i really liked that they gave that description and then the second album was more joyful than the first one mm -hmm. um like that was nice to see i thought um but yeah i'm trying to think i think that's everything i wrote down i'm just trying to be thorough so i like keep I looking know. at my notes because i'm like i just want to okay. do justice shiny um a thing i wrote down for two days after this on june 13th um is when shiny went on weekly idol episode 359 and once again they had not been on any shows like the, like they hadn't been on weekly idol for two years so it was an exciting treat um and it's a really good episode because key is not having it that day oh like God. does not want to and at one point leaves the set because he doesn't want to do dancey sillies anymore runs runs <laughs> away he just and is carried back it. by a giant man yeah and then when he's carried back he chastises the host saying why didn't you send didn't a you camera after me? me that was variety gold <laughs> he was giving you content yeah he was like what yeah so do you think i'm working so hard for it 
So if you haven't seen that episode, check that one out. Totally too. worth, totally worth watching. Um, okay. So then that takes us to June 25th. Yes. All yep. right. So this is their third and final title track of the story of light. And it is called our page. Um, I wrote this quote from Key that I wanted to share because he explained why they wanted to write the three, why they wanted to release the three lead singles and why they broke it up this way. And he said Mm -hmm. that the purpose of the three was to show that the group was still here working hard and doing well and coping with everything as they are or as they are now. Mm-hmm. And this song, the members of Shiny and uh, SM songwriter Kenzie wrote together, um, and it is dedicated to Jong Yoon. The Korean title of the song is "The Words You Left Behind." <laughs> Um, this is a music video that for different reasons, but like married to the music, I haven't seen this music video very many times, um, because it's very, it's very real. Um, like I think, I think there was a lot of fear or at least for me around this whole comeback is like, people were like afraid of it happening and afraid of projecting too much on top of it or like everybody was just kind of afraid of the big scary grief that was hanging in the air. Um, and this music video is very like on the nose and very like true, like Mino specifically in the music video is like doing stunts and like on a red carpet or whatever, because he was filming like a big fancy movie when Jong died. And like, mm-hmm. that's what he had to go back to do doing like immediately so like that's what he's going through in the music video and like taming's really shut down and like in a gym and like keys out walking by him i don't know it's just it's a lot it feels very it just feels it feels a lot i don't know how else to describe it It's a very simple music video. It's a, yeah, it just shows each of the members doing something on their own, like working uh, or at home um, and the, and just sort of like has the song playing and then it culminates with them walking up to a stage that is, you know, is like shiny colored and it has like light bulbs hanging from the sky. And then there's five, of microphones with like the center one being purposefully left empty. And the song is dedicated to Jong Yun. Like I said, it reflects the group message that uh, quote will be together to the end. The lyrics reference being five and also talk about the debut date of the group. Um, and it went to number two on the gown and Oricon chart. It also went to number four on the billboard world. Um, and yeah, they only, promote it they didn't promote this one as much as the others um because it is just like a stand and sing and I think like you said like this is a very emotional song and I think it's emotional for them to perform as well like they just didn't perform it very they they didn't go on as many music shows I think right. I could be wrong um but I feel like I didn't see as many stages but anyway they yeah. also promoted the b-side is what I was gonna say is the b-side they promoted was tonight Ah, uh, yes, which we talked about in our yeah. Tonight Battle episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you don't like that song. Because I don't really like that song as much as you do. Ridiculous. I don't hate it. I just didn't like it as much as other songs on the Tonight list. Whatever. No, but, 
but I love our I love our page. It is a good song, and the way that they all that they all just like belt the chorus mm-hmm. is so. <laughs> like so powerful and at the same time it always it doesn't always make me laugh but this moment brings me a little bit of a chuckle there's like a video from i think the thing that i'm about to talk about next or maybe it was one somebody's solo show but anyway they're doing our page and the shawals are like singing the beginning with jinky like na 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 like low everybody's singing it and then it does a really big jump at the chorus and all the shawls just go like and then everybody like laughs and then everyone like stops and laughs because like the key jump is higher than everyone expected and everyone just has like a good relieving <laughs> laugh at it and it always makes me laugh when I think about that I love moment. those moments when I love <laughs> moments when idols and the crowds are singing together like doesn't Jong have a moment in one of his yes in one of Jong's like inspiration concerts he was singing lonely i think he was singing lonely and like the whole crowd came in early on taeon's verse and he like (laughs) got that he was like ah uh anyway this ep um like all the others well like all the others had five tracks um and this one the last track on this album is a special track called lock you down and it has jong's voice on it so i don't I looked and I tried to find like anything where they talked about this track or like gave information about it. So I couldn't really find anything. So I don't know if it's the last song they ever recorded together. I don't know that for a fact, but it is yeah. so far the last that they've released of the final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last released. I've always wondered because like Lock You Down is it's fine (laughs) it's like fine and it's it's a fine song and it's like precious and it's good to have it but I've always just assumed that it's something that got like knocked off of an earlier album but it was finished so they had it they might have had like other songs that his voice was on that they might have done for other albums but like that one was done Mm -hmm. and so they were like we have this one like let's put it out special yeah Um, I think it kind of it doesn't sound like that old though. So I wonder if right. it was one like something that didn't make it on odd. Um or one and one which ended up being more ballad heavy than yeah, it was yeah. or like something like that. Yeah. It's a fun song. I really like it. The yeah. end always makes me laugh because he goes, "Go, you know, it's about the time that we do it." And I always go, "Do what, Key?" <laughs> do lock you down i'm gonna lock you down i know i know it's a fun song i really like it um but what's your favorite b-side off of that song my favorite b-side off of episode three i said off of that song but you knew what i meant (laughs) i did is i say oh which is like the ballad on that one come even though our page is the lead song like I say yes. is the ballad on that album. And I pick it like just for pure drama. Like the tell me everything. Like, yes. come on. 
I love it. I love, I say so much. I know like every word of that song <laughs> purely because I've listened to it so much. I've never looked up the lyrics, but fuck it. If I can't sing every <laughs> syllable of that song, I love it so right. much. But I, I had, I was like, my favorite's retro, I think. Okay. I yeah, love that retro. would be my next choice. And I just thought it was funny that this time we flipped and you picked yeah. the dramatic one and I picked <laughs> the fun one. I love yeah. retro though. It's such a fun song. It's so fun. I don't know it's just like a kind of like sexy bop of like oh this girl got me feeling all emotional <laughs> yeah emotional emotional <laughs> emotional emotional yeah it's fun like thinking about retro or driver like songs like that i don't know if we talked about it in the previous episode or not but there was like a fun there was like a fun website for these albums where yeah. if you like clicked the right color it would play a little snippy of the song mm-hmm. and i remember like really liking the retro and the drive sni- like there were certain songs where i was like obsessed with that little teaser snippy yeah yeah i remember being really excited for retro and they also did a part of their promotion in that uh, website was that you could get like a shiny song of the day like oh, right. you could go and it would like you would spin a wheel no you would spin a wheel for like what mood you were in or something or you would like tell the wheel what mood you're in and then it would give you a song from uh, anywhere in shiny's discography right. and it would be like we recommend you listen to this and it was like always a good choice because it was shiny mm-hmm. <laughs> um So the next thing I had in the timeline is in September of 2018, on starting on the second, um, Shiny did something that they called a special party, quote, The Shining. Um, And this was not a shiny world. So it wasn't like a shiny world, which is the big concerts. Mm -hmm. It was more like a fan meet slash concert. Um, It's still in like a big old stadium, but it's more half concert, half like playing fan meet games. But that is also a DVD slash available on YouTube. Um, And I just wanted to note that like the last concert, it will also probably make you cry, but like for different reasons. And that in that first from now on concert, that was a concert that was like planned when Jong was still with us Mm -hmm. and they had to do it because the tickets were sold. And like, so in that concert, his voice, they just like don't sing when it's like Jong's lines and he just like comes over the speakers. But in, in shiny party, it's like, it's starting to mix a little different, like certain lines and like backing tracks. And like, there's still Jong voice in it, but, they've redistributed most of his lines. Mm -hmm. And so then it like makes you emotional for like two reasons again of like missing him and it's different. And then also feeling like so proud of like Timmy hitting the high notes or Mino singing lead on Juliet, like all of these moments. And like, I don't know guys, it's part, it's part of the shiny journey at this point, like you said, to just always be, thinking about these things and going through growing through all of these stages together and growing and changing and um yeah but it's a good it's a it's a good concert and it's easy to find at the moment yeah and they I mean I think that they showed 
through their promotion of the whole story of light that this was like a period of growth and that Mm -hmm. the fans were kind of along for the ride in that way and like also experiencing their own type of growth and like being able to see shiny as as four people on that stage right um and yeah it was they went on like a couple of shows I think we talked about it in our previous episode about like them going on radio star and being very upfront about like going together to therapy and uh like working together through their grief and about it being a continuous process and like yeah no we're not really okay but we're we are still shiny and we decided to continue to be shiny um and so it was very amazing to see Um, and, uh, the only other thing I had on the timeline before we get to their repackage was a Japanese release in July. Uh, so right before, that's okay. Right before that, uh, shiny fan meet, they did a Japanese single called sunny side, which also came with the Japanese version of good evening. And I want you, um, and that was released on July 27th in 2018. And then after that shiny fan meet, uh, in September, on September 10th, they released the repackage for the Story of Light, which was called Countless. The album, the album that they re-released like with countless had like a slightly different order to some of the tracks um Mm -hmm. but otherwise the only difference was that it now has countless on it um and the art is a combination of the circle and the triangle and the square and now it's white yes yes and now it's white because the circle and the triangle and the square were like primary colors like we had talked about Mm -hmm. in the previous episode like they're primary colors and it's like you know have like white light that refracts through a prism and then that's how you get the you know basic science Mm -hmm. of colors um but we also I don't know if we mentioned it in the previous episode I listened to it the other day and I can't remember but if we didn't say it the triangle and the circle and the square were chosen as the symbols because it represents the hangul of shiny like when you write sha e ni in hangul there's uh you can sort of the first part of each yeah the first part of each little syllable is a Mm -hmm. is what is like a, a triangle, triangle, a circle, a circle and, and then a, a square. And then up the bottom of a yeah, square. Yeah, yeah. It works if you use your imagination. You can definitely, yeah, if you like look at it written, you can see it. You like can you see can see it. it. It's pretty obvious. It's my shiny tattoo, so I yes. say it makes sense. No, I remember <laughs> I when you. Sh- I remember when we were in Korea and we showed it to June and his friend, and June was like, I don't see it. And his friend was like, You don't know your own language? Look at <laughs> it. It's shiny. <laughs> Thanks, other June. (laughs) Both named June. Oh, never forget that. Okay. Anyway, that was countless. Um, Countless does. We've. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go. I was going to talk about the song, but I feel like you. Oh, I was as well. Well, I was going to say it came with a music video. Um, Mm -hmm. It went to number one on Gown and number nine on the Billboard World. Um, And it's. I was just going to say I love this song so much because the lyrics are really beautiful and they're also very clever. So the lyrics, like the English translation, the main chorus says like there are countless reasons of why I need you you are my word my sentence my entire language I may have other thoughts I may dream other dreams but in the end I'm only speaking of you which is like the Mm -hmm. most romantic thing I've ever heard Uh 
But also the lyrics themselves use number and the Hangul alphabet to make like acrostic poetic phrases. And so the lyrics themselves are are like very thoughtful. And it's just, oh, I love that song so much. It's so good. We've referred to it on this show before as like the comfort song. Because a soul it just reset. Feels, it just is a soul reset. Um and something about I've never just figured out how, but something about the music video reminds me of like Golden Girls or some other similar 80s Florida aesthetic of some kind. Because it's fair. like pink arches mm-hmm. and like white couches and they're all wearing like loafers. And there's just something there's something so vibey about it. But I just realized I just thought about this. All the phones in countless and we're rolling right into a phone comeback right now. Always connected, baby. Always, Always connected. connected. <laughs> Always connecting. I've connected. I've connected them. <laughs> you haven't connected shit. Um, yes, Countless came out. It's beautiful. A soul reset. Oh, I was going to say, it always reminded me of a Barbie dream house. Like an 80s Barbie dream yes, house. Yes, there's just something mm-hmm. like... It's very 80s. 80s fa- but it's, also, very it's, it's very fake. It's like a very fake set. Um, and it doesn't like try to look real. Um, right. It's like a wall. <laughs> like, no other. I don't know. Uh, it's a whole, it's a look, but it's beautiful and I love it. And that's, I think, all I had to say about it. Hey. <laughs> as a sort of general reflection on the story Mm -hmm. of light because it was an endeavor right shiny does these Mm -hmm. things every once in a while like the first time they released these this sort of like three album package was the misconceptions of us right misconceptions Mm -hmm. of you misconceptions of me misconceptions of us so and then they did this the story of light with their three separate episodes um and it was really beautiful i loved the entire thing like i said but i i it was named as one of the 25 greatest k-pop albums of the 2010s uh in billboard magazine and it was the staff the staff picks so like of the billboard music staff um and i wanted to read this quote of like how they described it because I thought it was so perfect like this was it really summarized I thought like why it was so good and it says shiny's eclecticism is used throughout the album to stunning effect the story of light re-envisions grief not as an all-consuming void but as something almost musical a multi-sensory phenomenon that molds us into new people and like we were saying it is sort of about this experience of growth and that just like really hit the nail on the head i thought it was a beautiful way of describing like why the story of light is such an effective and like beautiful piece of art. I totally agree. And I feel like I feel even strongly, like more strongly about that here three years later. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think, I don't know if it came across in our first shovel episode or not, but like it was a fraught time. Um, And like everybody's pain was like really fresh. Mm -hmm. And I think there was also a lot of like, disagreement in the fan space about whether or not the comeback should happen at all um 
and like I don't know like I said there was like just a lot of fear of like what if they handle it wrong or like what if it's exploitative or what if it's mm-hmm. all of these things um but it was like perfectly shiny and that it was yeah. all of those things it was sad and it was fun and it was old and it was shiny but it was brand new and it mm-hmm. was like I don't know it was all of those things and it was this like nice that they gave us like a couple of months and a couple of albums to like really say like we're here Mm -hmm. we're not okay but we're okay we're gonna keep doing our jobs because we love our jobs and we love you and we loved him and we want to like keep going Mm -hmm. and I think that was like so reflected in like absolutely every part of it yeah I totally agree and then they packed it up shipped it out and they all they went to the military bing bang boom onu lijinki he enlisted december 2018 so like just a few months after countless came out goodbye jinky uh he he, put out a quick solo thing on the on on his way out the door yep said goodbye here you go didn't promote it at all went to the military he was released in july of 2020 I wrote down, hold on, sorry. I wrote some little things about what they did in the military. Oh, sure. Like, Go just right for ahead. for record. So Onu was um, enlisted as an active duty soldier, but he auditioned for and was cast in two military musicals because the military puts on propaganda musicals about heartwarming stories of soldiers. Um, and Onu got to do that. So he performed in one called... Um, Shinhung Military Academy and another one called Return, The Promise of the Day, which also had Schumann from EXO in it. That's yes. what he did before he left. So that's what Onu did in the military. He did musicals. I'm glad you wrote that down. I, I was going to like make little notes of what they did and then I was like, meh. I'm glad you did. Okay. Yeah. Key was the next. He enlisted in March of 2019, and he served until September of 2020. What did Kim Ki Bum do in the military? Kim Ki Bum was actually in the military band, sure which was. is a full branch of the military, um, and they mostly perform at events um, to keep the morale of the military up. Um, but he po- he was in the same class of military band as Chang Sub from B2B. So last week you brought yes. him up because that's Key's military buddy. They yeah, were yeah. in the same military band. Fun. They wore bright, <laughs> kicky red outfits. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chemino was the last to enlist. He went the same month that Key did just a little while, a few days later, um, March of 2019, and he served until November of 2020. And our dear Mino doesn't half-ass anything. He whole-asses all the things. So he was a fucking Marine. (laughs) Yes. He was in the 1st Division Airborne Force Unit. Um, He was immediately after basic training where he won an award for being, like, the best in his unit. He was promoted to Jump Master. Then he was promoted to Sergeant. Then Paratrooper. And then finally Squad Leader. Um, he was very good at being in the Marines, and he jumped out of planes every day, and he loved it so much. Please address him as Sergeant Choi forever and ever. Thank you. That's so crazy. He- <laughs> That's so <laughs> crazy that he was a paratrooper. Whatever. I mean, it's I know. Not. I can, like, believe it, but it's also just, like, 
in an alternate there's a there's an alternate universe in which Mino is a marine <laughs> yeah no I'm sure there was a part of him that when they said that he was gonna that he didn't take his like coronavirus like extra vacation to go home and was gonna stay to train the new kids I was like he's probably thinking about never coming back he's probably <laughs> figure thinking like how can I just stay here forever? Because that was the funniest thing about when they all got out. It's like, Onu didn't say much about it, but like immediately became very active on social media and started mm-hmm. doing V lives and stuff. And he was such a hermit boy before. So yeah. it was kind and of he, funny. He picked up like real, real dad, like cottage core hobbies. hobbies. He <laughs> started, he started like making he made a mug and like and spoons, he carved he spoons and like he arranged flowers <laughs> and then like he got out and was just basically like never ask me about that again never talk to me about it again i like do not want to acknowledge that i had to do it get me and in front of over. a camera right now he jumped right back into his reality show or he went back to amazing saturday amazing saturday um he went on like a couple of different interview shows um to just like chat about like i'm back bitches <laughs> whatever um he was just like i'm back don't talk to me about it and then mino then sweet took mino his sweet who, like, goddamn served- time <laughs> and cuz he like thrived in the military yeah. and it was like the be- I feel like it was like one of the best times he ever had. So like watching his welcome home V live, he just like showed pictures and told military stories yeah. and he was so happy. And everybody in the comments were like, I wish you would take your uniform off and stop talking about the military. And he was like, Oh, sorry. I was oh. proud of myself. And I was like, y'all shut the fuck up. That's why he wanted to stay in the military. Yeah. Nobody was saying anything to him in there. And, like, also, he's telling us what he was up to in the last, like, two I years. I want to hear okay? his parachute stories. I want stories. to hear his military stories. He wasn't allowed to talk to us before. Tell me what you've been up to, Sergeant Che. <laughs> Let's go. Please. <laughs> So anyway, anyway, that was there. That was our first, our first major chunk of military enlistment. Yeah, and Timmy and done with TBD. <laughs> <laughs> He's got some time, but so yeah, now all three of them are out. Um, mm-hmm. And on so no, Mino, like we said, was the last to come out in November of 2020, and so <clears throat> Timmy had already said earlier, like before even any of them were out, he was like, "Shiny's coming back by the end of in 2020. <laughs> like, don't worry, we're gonna be back." He's the one who said 2020, and then yeah, and we like changed our group chat name to like Shiny 2020. Yeah, because Timmy said, said so. so, and we chose to believe him, <laughs> and he wasn't wrong. They did all come back, and we got some V lives before the end of the year. But the official mm-hmm. announcement came on January sixth, twenty twenty one. SM announced the, the comeback. There was going to be a new full album, and it is called "Don't Call Me." Uh, we talked about this uh, just a couple weeks ago, but on January twenty seventh, um, Shiny did a live special it's like a pre it's not a comeback special but it was called the ringtone shiny is back um they performed good evening they did some solo stages one solo stage each and then they uh did a stage of marry you which is a b-side off of their upcoming album and then in between the performances they like chatted and did like fun v live like silly whatever games and did dropped like spoilers of the right of the album 
And it was so fun. It was so, yeah, it was so fun. Um, so yeah, so now we're just kind of in a place that really catches us up because now we're just in a place where there's been teasers, right? We have Mm -hmm. had teaser photos. We had like a mood sampler. Um, basically so far we know that we're going to get a, uh, concept in which there's the real shiny, right? In reality. And then there's a fake reality, right? The concept of this album is a place in which beliefs become fantasy and fantasy becomes belief. Um, what does that mean? We'll find Who out. Who knows? But they're doing a really f- cool uh, promo like they did with the Story of Light where they had that special uh, like website where you could go and you could get like little clips. Now, because the album is called Don't Call Me, there's a phone number that you can call there is an international number, but I think I was doing it wrong. I like couldn't get through. <laughs> I don't know if I'm dialing it wrong, but whatever. Uh, when you call the number, one of the it's not translated, obviously, if you call. So it would just be like them speaking Korean in my ear and I wouldn't know what it was. But they uh, each day that you call, one of the members answers and like says hello or a little message introduces like oh if you want to hear a sneak peek press six or press nine and because the ninth track on that album will be and then you get a like 30 second clip or you press Mm -hmm. that number and then an member again introduces the song you hear the song and then the member talks like oh wasn't that great like the lyrics are fun i look forward to it um and it's been a great time every single snippet sounds fantastic this so far we know it's a nine track album um and yeah i don't know i have nothing but exciting things to say about don't call me i can't wait um the only other thing that i know about this upcoming album is that the title song was originally pitched to Boa and she actually talked about it on an episode of Nobody Talks to Nobody Boa. Nobody Talks to Boa. Um, and where she was talking to Lee Man and she said that uh, this particular song she rejected or didn't put on her latest album because she said it sounded like it was meant for a group. Um, and it was because it's for Shiny now. And so now it's their title track. Yeah, it's so funny and interesting. I mean, I feel like with a, with a company like SM that like wheels are put in motion long, long before anything happens. But that episode of Don't Talk, Nobody Talks to Boa is weird and funny because it was filmed before Mino got out of the military, mm-hmm. but he was in the building for some, like he must've yeah. just been on vacation and was like in the building. So he randomly wanders in to Lee Suman's office at this part of the Boa thing. After they've said, they've talked about the songs or whatever. And she says like, that's a group song that sounded like a group. Then Mino comes in and they talk or whatever. And he says something to like Lee Suman, like make sure that you have enough money to buy lots of shiny like they'd say something all like don't forget you have to get songs for shiny too yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's just funny that like they were they were well Mino comes in and song. they say something like doesn't Bo- Boa says something about like oh yeah we were just talking about the songs on my album and Mino says there are songs for shiny too right and she right Lee Suman says yeah the ones that Boa didn't pick and he said they're for shiny 
They're like, oh, look right, at, right, right. That's look at me. And he, he like it does the eyes yes. and it's like, look me in like, the promise eyes. Me. They're for shiny. And they were. Yeah, they were. They were. It's crazy. Um, yeah, it's really exciting. I can't wait. It's really exciting. Yeah, the uh, music video teaser is set to come out on February 20th, and the album is going to be released on February 22nd. And as of today, it is February 17th. <laughs> so we have three more days until the music video teaser. And then a few yeah, more Yeah, I'm days like until really... <laughs> I feel, I just feel like not ready at all. And I'm so excited because I feel like everything I've ever known about all my years as a Shawal is that these teaser images have fuck all to do with like anything that will be in the music video. It will be a totally different thing probably. Um, And I don't even know what to make of that. It's too exciting. (laughs) Yeah, I'm very intrigued. I, I feel like... I don't know. I assume that like the fake reality suburbs is going to factor into the music video, but anything could happen. Cause that's the one that felt the most like they built a set yeah. and that maybe it would be worth it for the music video. But I feel like they're weird, like terrorist face scarf outfits. I feel like can't be part of the music video. That part feels too weird. Maybe I didn't it is, think though. it was either, but I also didn't think that like the flower where Mino's wearing that terrible wig, oh, yeah. like I don't <laughs> think that's going to be in the music video. I think that was just for the photos. Right. But, but it's like you always, you're never sure like which are the pictures for the, just for the photos yeah. and which are going to be music video pictures. Because also yesterday and today they released character teasers for each individual right. member. And, and that's totally a different. new, a completely different outfit. And like Onu is like a sweater boy standing in the rain, but it's in raining rain, in the then. inside. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. So far we've got four different quote-unquote realities but what is real we will find out we will find (laughs) out it's so exciting it's so exciting and they're doing so many things and they're doing another reality show um much like shiny's back was and so far we've like had it spoiled that there's gonna be that they're i read a synopsis and it's like they all get to do like some sort of weird fantasy or something and like keys is that they have to go back in time so there's like a clip of them in their replay outfits and you know is yelling at them for some reason and they have the cloud backdrop like the old school sm practice room and then like onu went to like the snowy mountains to like sing songs on a stool and mino got like basketball training from like actual basketball players i don't know what taming did for his wish but it's like i guess they're all getting to like do something kooky and i'm so excited content i can't believe it yeah and they're on v live like every day now every day timmy's manager suffers a lot <laughs> that has become obvious that poor oh my man. god that poor man he's not old but he's not young <laughs> he's so lonely he's so he is always alone (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, that poor man. Anyway, there's like 20 V lives that I haven't watched. Like Chinese. They were literally singing Dream Girls last night. Like harmonizing, singing Listen from Dream Girls in the van. It was crazy. Uh, I know. I just like need to sit and watch like every single one of them because now that they have their own like ever since they all got out of the military they like finally got a a channel on v live like we said even though they were the first ones to do it it's fine they have it now but ever since they've gotten it they have been like going wild on timine loves it and key is always down and so like i feel like if timine is around period no matter who he's mm-hmm. around, if he's alone or if he's with a member, he's going to turn it on. <laughs> yeah, because he's been I mean, I'm honestly shocked at his English. Like, I don't know when he learned it, but he learned it fast. Probably and he just wants while to speak super English. I feel like that that's why that's when he learned because he would have been around Mark and 10. And they would have been promoting all around, all around the states. Well, whatever he's doing, he's clearly practicing very yeah. hard, and he like must keep up with it every day. Because some days he's like, "Today I learned a new word," <laughs> and he like tells you about the new word that he learned. I feel like he probably wakes up in the morning and like turns on like a like a recording or like a audio right. book or something, and <laughs> does he was, some practice. I, I saw like there's that that TikTok where Key was like imitating the language app and it was like, Mom, where is my coffee? <laughs> Ding dong. It is under the table. Ding dong. And then like <laughs> and people in the comments were like, Why would the coffee be under the table? And I was like, Y'all have not done any language yeah. things before. They don't the coffee make is sense. in a shoe under the bed <laughs> on top because they're teaching you under and over and on top of. So they just do weird things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's great fun. It's it's really weird to like see them so much. It I'm is not weird. It is weird. It though. is weird. It is weird. It's no. Very I'm not. No, of course, would never complain. It's amazing. It's a treat. But I'm not used to it. Not because used to it at not all. only not so like we just were recently talking about this because we got the chance to go uh, on an episode of the Craze Cast to talk about like generations of K-pop, which was great fun. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were talking about like the differences in especially like what we're going to see now that these second gen groups are for the first time coming back, surviving their enlistment, right? Mm -hmm. Because now we have shiny that like, this is the first thing they've done since the majority of them have come out of enlistment and they're coming back in a very different K-pop landscape. Like they have yeah. all of these V lives. Like the last thing they did all together, even the story of light, like they didn't promote it this way. They didn't have a V live channel. They didn't do all of the, obviously a lot of other things was going on. But like, if you think about, you know, like the one of one, like they weren't able to promote that album this way. And so now they have like the fandom at their fingertips in a very right. different way than they did before. And it's like very surreal to watch them like kind of learn how to navigate it. And it's yes. really funny to see Timine be like the one who is kind of the like forefront of it. 
because he is so he is very he is really filling that like Gen Z like baby role. Yeah, look, dads, <laughs> look, this is what the kids are doing now. Yeah, and like yeah, they left him alone, and he I feel like he he gained a lot of confidence while he was alone, like understandably because mm-hmm. he did solo stuff, and then he got to be like the oldest in a different group. Right. But then he just like gets to come home and be the baby, but he has two more years of experience in this new landscape that the others don't have. And he learned that he can't, I think he learned that he's fucking untouchable and that he cannot get in trouble. And so he's like telling, I feel like everything Taming says is telling the others like, hey, you know how we spent the last 10 years like tiptoeing because we thought we were going to get in trouble? None of that fucking matters, man. We We literally can't get in trouble. So let's do whatever we want. Because if you think about it, like, let's think about what's happened to Taming since the other members went into the army, right? And so, like, we're not... We didn't talk about any of the solo stuff that the members did because, obviously, like, these members... Timin, in particular, deserves his own deep dive and we'll get one Mm -hmm. eventually. But he released more than one solo album, was in this group, Super M, and was, like, promoted around the world on, like, an international stage as, like, not just part of this group but like the jewel of this group right mm-hmm. like he was i think painted throughout all of the super M promotions for, he was like, the nick fury and the storyline yeah, yeah, yeah and like he yes was the, the most man behind the curtain the most important and also like when people were introducing like oh who is timine like i don't know who this person is it's like oh that's the timine like he is like the iconic dancer like soloist of like k-pop like and he became came like written up in all kinds of magazines and like so much praise for his solo work where to the point where like he is an international superstar now I think on a, in a lot of ways and especially in a way that he wasn't at the time of like the story of light right sure like when all of his members enlisted he his star was not as big as it is now and so now he is untouchable for SM what are they gonna do fucking let him go no, like even if they did, he would be he could go anywhere and like right. he could represent himself. He could go to any other company. He could go to other countries and be successful like they can't get rid of Timmy. Right. Right. And they fucked up when they spoiled criminal over the summer and they accidentally put it on one of his reality shows. And I think ever since that happened, he just said, I'm going to let it fly because you fucked up my album. Like I had to, two kids got pushed back. My album got like pushed back. My promotions got cut. You fucked up the title track and you released it without my consent. You can't stop me. Baby cheese's gloves are off. (laughs) Yeah. And And if they didn't, and you'd think at this point, if anyone was paying attention or actually cared about his spoilers, then they wouldn't let him. Nobody would have sent him a copy of the album yeah. to be able to play it on his phone if it was like such a concern. But it is so funny to watch their faces. I like saw a couple of screenshots of when he was playing songs he wasn't supposed to on live the other day. And like Mino thought it was really funny. Key wasn't sure what to think. And Onu looked genuinely mad in a couple of them. I was like, oh, he's lost control of this ship entirely. Yeah. And like, 
Oh, it's it's a yeah. Good time. It's really it's really <laughs> wild to watch them react because they really don't know. Like they have not been. They've been in the fucking army. Like and they're <laughs> coming back and their Timine is running wild. Like, wild. He has no filter anymore and they're sitting there like, we can't stop this runaway train. Like, there's nothing we can do. And they look at the manager and he just says, man. There's nothing I can do either. Like, we're all just on the Timine train, and you gotta let him go where he's gonna go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's yeah, just let him through. tire himself out. He he, it'll be his turn soon. So just let him, just yeah. let him do what he wants for. A I while. mean, we it's know fine. he can keep a secret though, because he kept Kungi a secret for a whole month. Hmm. So he just really doesn't give a fuck about SM secrets. And I think that's, mm-hmm. that's fair. That's admirable. Yeah. And respectful. Nothing but yeah, respect for our spoiler. For our spoiler king. He was also like goading Mino into shit talking the logos on the V-Live too. He's so trouble. Yes. Mino like cut himself off at first. He was like, was like I, I didn't. Don't, and he was like, what? I have nothing what? to say. I didn't like it. <laughs> and that's all I will say about that. Key looks straight at the camera. Yeah, SM graphics team, do better. <laughs> yes, he just said like work harder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, they're so ruthless now. I love they it. They are so ruthless. <clears throat> I support um, it. I was going to say something a few minutes ago. I don't remember when or why or how we got off it. It's fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but it's an interest. I think it's just like an interesting thing about Shiny in general um, is like how long they've been around and how they are still like relatively young for mm-hmm. the most part. Like there was recently because they couldn't do the idol athletic championships this year because of covid they decided to do like a retrospective special mm-hmm. and like bring back all the champions and on mino's episode he was i really wish i could remember who the other two group members were that he was like sitting with on his but like the other two guys that he was sitting with are his same age like 91 liners but he has been in the industry 7 years longer than them wow and like same with Timine, like mm-hmm. they're like I don't know, they've just like been around a really long time, and um, but they're still kicking. Yeah, I mean and they're like, doing great. I feel like Timine has really hit his stride, and he's this he's <laughs> been in this industry now for literally half his life. Mm-hmm. It's really it's really crazy. But yeah, it's really exciting. This is exciting because I feel like you know they came. Story of Light was, like, their 10th anniversary. It was this new, like, sort of exploration of what are we going to do now? Who are we going to be? And then they all took some time. Not all, but, like, the majority. Like, okay, the whole group kind of took a hiatus and was gone for two years. And Mm -hmm. now I feel like what we're going to get is, like, I don't want to say a fully realized shiny because I don't think that the story of light was not fully realized, but like Mm -hmm. this is a new era of shiny, right? It's going, I think it's going to mark like a, I don't know. It's the first, it's like not the first thing that they've put out since it was just the four of them. So it's kind of like them 
and what who they are now right as a foursome because even though like shiny is always five and they do talk a lot about like Mino in particular always says like we want you to think of John Young when you see us on this stage and like know that when you see the four of us like all five of us are here but it is obviously like they've had to make adjustments and change certain parts of like how they distribute the lines and like the kind of choreography that they do at least has like the style of choreo changed a lot in the story of light and the formations can't necessarily be the same because they don't have five people anymore and so like this is I don't know how to like put it into no, words. No, I, I but totally you know what I mean, right? It's like I get what you mean. It's like it's um it's the first it, time it, that I feel like we'll really see them be a little bit more like comfortable, I guess, with being four people. I don't know. With like this is yeah, I know what you mean and it's like it it's it's so it feels so hard to talk about and I never want to be like misconstrued and mm-hmm. I don't ever want to say like well, like, ugh, this is how it is now. And so, like, we got to move. Like, I never want to say words like, we just got to move on. Mm-hmm. And um, even saying, like, because there's four of them sounds weird in my mouth. Yes. And, like, it feels. I hate it. It doesn't and... sound or feel good to hear that. But it's yes. true. Like, and so this is the first time. Like, now they are, like, sort of more in the groove of what it means to be four, I guess, is what I yes. mean. And, like, the uh, point I was trying to, like, get myself to was, like, what I talked earlier about, like, their very first concert after they lost Jong. And it was, like, they kept as much of him Mm -hmm. as possible in because it was, like, it was too fresh. And I don't think they wanted anything to feel like a replacement because everybody was, like, grieving so hard Mm -hmm. that it was, like, we just have to do this. And then at the next concert, it was, like... He was still left in, but some lines had been redistributed. And with things like old dances from the before times, like when they do, um, like like when they did, um, like Sherlock or everybody or something Mm -hmm. that has, that needs the five bodies, they just have like a dancer, like all in black to stand in that part so that they can do the formations Mm because they don't want to like undo yeah classic shiny and so i think that's the crossroads that we're like at now is that like from now on like we said we'll always have to like take time to like remember and preserve the time when we physically had five members of shiny Mm -hmm. but going forward like everything new isn't going like everything new isn't gonna have to be like retrofitted Right. Remember, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's new now. Mm-hmm. And like, it's not a thing that's missing something. And it's not like, it just, this is what it is now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, yes. And like, we were talking about, like, with the story of light being this exploration of their grief and, and like coming to terms with it and, and sort of like exploring their selves as a group. Like, this album. And like we said, like Jong was a very much a part of it and like the the styling of like the little prince and like the thema- the themes and also like the specific lyrical content. And it's still true. Like now that they are, like I said, sort of finding their like rhythm as 
just being four, that doesn't mean that like Jong isn't a consideration in their art. And I think like we've talked about this in some of the other episodes that are about this newer album, but um, like people have been making a lot of connections between the stylings of the original like fake reality in Don't Call Me with She Is and uh, Jinky like sort of supported that theory by captioning some of his uh, photos with Joa, which is the Korean title of She Is. Um, and there were, like, we posited that Marry You was maybe chosen because it was the song that sounded the most like Jong, um, and that that particular showcase was, like, on the first full moon of the year. There's a lot of, like, conscious choices that they're making to still say, like, we are, we are five always. We are shiny five, and we're right by your side. But this is a new world for them, and, like, but I think that we can see it like in their V lives and like in like when they first came out of the military, like they're so happy and comfortable together. Like the joy of being together as for like just being together is being together is so palpable. And like, I think that that's really going to come through in this album. And that's something I'm very excited about. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, yeah, I feel that I feel that so much too. Um, that it feels like this, like not only everything that they'd like been up, been through previous to it, but then like this time apart Mm -hmm. seems to have just made them more grateful for times. Like, I think that the military boys are like grateful to be like, oh, this is my job. Like, oh, right. I get to be this. Like I get to sing and dance and like people love me and like that's my job. And I get to do it with my best friends. Like I get to do it with these people who like mean so much to me and like that know me so well and that I can like be so happy with. And then to me and sitting there like my big brothers are back. Like (laughs) I can finally be the baby again. (laughs) I know that's where he's like comfy and it is honestly, it's so, it's so strange to me. And I know that people know him in different ways because they like, if they only know him from super M or whatever, but I feel like watching super M content like that, I feel like artist Taemin is the Taemin that is in Super M. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. Because that's the that's what he was marketed he's calm as. calm and cool. And he's mm-hmm. the senior. And he's just like, oh, you sillies. And he's just like, oh, are we playing a silly game? Like, oh, I don't know. Not me, guys. Like, Super M Taemin is so different from, like, the, the, the pure baby mm-hmm. that he will always be to me. Like as soon as his youngs are around, he is just yeah. pure baby. He just goes from like sitting up straight and like nodding along to slouching so low and like hanging on their arm. And like he, the way that Kungi looks up at him is the way that he looks up he at, looks, oh, at, yes! at you know, and it's so perfect. <laughs> Yeah, I just love them. Yeah, just love I just them so love much. Them. And that's, I mean, that that's it. It took us all the way up to we're caught up today to their this Chowell's Guide revised edition. We now have a solid four hours of shiny timeline <laughs> if you put them all together. And I feel uh-huh. real good about that in my soul. Yeah, I feel great about that. <laughs> I feel great about that. And then I can't wait in three in three more years 
then it will have to be like an even longer revision because you know we're gonna get all kinds of fun in that time and it's so oh I'm just so I'm so happy and grateful to have my shiny back I just feel I feel forever grateful I would never take it back I would never change it I would never change it I'm just so happy to be I'm so happy they chose me (laughs) so happy we found each other yeah yeah and we'll be right back with something let us talk about it all right we're back and we decided that even though we'd already like covered in the first episode was technically our first deep dive and we did our first technical random game right. watch of ring ding dong right because the, the rules of the deep dive dictate according to our shiny episode that you have to watch the most watched view or the most watched music video of that group we already did that because this is the revised edition so we were debating should we do a random game like a true random and just like pick something but that didn't really feel right either because it is an addendum guide the shiny yeah it's an addendum to the shawl's guide so it feels wrong to go off course and it felt wrong to not watch anything at all so Mm -hmm. we decided yes i was trying to i sorted all the videos by views and the most popular video from this era that we spoke about today is good evening at 31 mil great um, the next most, like their second most popular video to this day is Lucifer, but that is too old. It's not part of this re-edition. It's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a part of this, of this era. Um, yeah. So we're going to give Good Evening a watch just to end this episode like a regular episode where we got to watch something. Uh, we got to watch something. So why not watch Shiny? Three, two, one, Go. All right, so we've got our boys in, like, different sets that are all a little bit messy and chaotic. There's one that has, like, a glass room and, like, appliances and oranges. And one room has a whole bunch of video cameras. And the other one has a bunch of monitors. Yeah, there's a lot of screens, Mm -hmm. lots of different screens in every set. Yes, and the boys are together in the same set, but they don't. Oh, there's the fox. It is in here. But they don't really interact uh, with each other. I love this choreo. It has. It uses chairs, so they like do a lot of it. It actually incorporates the chairs throughout the whole thing. Key is smashing the piano now. The Timmy is walking on. The slow melt. One of these rooms is just filled with plants. Yeah, the like big, the big glowy ring over mm-hmm. the like circle stage. I feel like that particular set has been used in a few different music videos. Yes, I feel like there was this, we was it like a Super Junior thing we watched yeah. recently where we were like, hey, that's the good evening circles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, there's also a lot of like there's a very deep um pearl aqua motif on this yes that is true the stage that they're doing the the set piece where they're doing all of the choreography is this like gorgeous pearl aqua stage that's surrounded by plants but throughout the whole thing they really like the lighting is all pearl aqua it's raining on onu it's raining starts raining inside they're all loving it Oh, maybe they come out of the well. Oh my god, this part where they're dancing under the plastic sheet, it's so like scary yes. and good. But then when the paint drips and it's like a vid- like video footage yes. in the paint drips, it's so cool. So it's like raining inside of the glass ha- the like glass room that they're in. But it cuts with them like falling through water as well. Are they falling down or are they falling up? I don't know. That's a question for Alice in Wonderland. So the paint that drips on them is like video footage of the forest that they are then in, which is pretty yes. cool. So they get and like this exact. These moments right now of them running in the forest are the beginning of the next music video. Yes. Oh my god, Keys. I meant to talk about it when we were talking about this album, but the, like, Keys, like, very... It's not quite a buzz cut. It's a long buzz cut, but, Mm -hmm. like, the way that he would, like, either paint it or just keep it, like, pure Eminem bleach was just such a luke. Yeah, I loved it. And so the music video ends with them looking at a well and there's a down a well and there's a fifth shadow that's coming from inside the well. So the theory was like Jong the fox being pulled, bringing them into the well. And then it leads right into I want you next song because our thoughtful boys, they think everything's through. So thoughtful. So thoughtful. So shiny. So shiny. Um, well, I hope that you all enjoyed this addendum to our Shawals guide and that you feel like more prepared Shawals for the Don't Call Me Comeback um, because you just have a few more days. Yeah. And if you're listening to this like way in the future, like, oh, lucky you. You get to watch it all. And then it's all you get to go and listen to the album right after this episode. Lucky you. How lucky you are. And if you're a baby wall and you don't know that much about Shiny, uh, hopefully you listened to us at the beginning of the episode and you didn't start with this one. You went back to the original. <laughs> but if you didn't and this was your first dip into the Shiny pool, take a listen to our Shawl's Guide. Um, it'll take you through the rest. We've been doing a whole month of Shiny uh, content in preparation for this next album, Don't Call Me. Uh, so check it out. We've got lots of Shiny dedicated episodes. We sure do because this is a Shawl podcast and never forget it. It sure is. And it's very, very, very important to me that people know more about Timine than Super M. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Super M is good and fun, and it did its job as a K-pop ambassador to get eyes on the Super M's. Mm-hmm. But now we must invite you to look further at the groups in which your Super M's came from, yeah. because there's a lot of gold in there, guys. Where Lots. there's shiny, 
there is gold. That should be a catchphrase. Because it's true. It's true. Um, all right. Well, we'll wrap it up for now because we've got V lives to watch and so much time to kill to before an album comes out. <laughs> um, but if you want to get in contact with us in the meantime, we can be found on social media at AMAK Pop Pod. On Twitter and Instagram, amakpoppod at gmail.com for emails. Um, we specifically asked when the Don't Call Me album drops that you do call us, 181AMAKpop5. Yes. I think it would be great in our next episode if we could play some voicemails in this theme song or phone themed comeback episode yes. if we could have some phone content. That would make me really happy. That would make me happy too. I like that idea. Um, we have a physical mailing address. Yes, P.O. Box 26096, Los Angeles, California, 90026. Um, we have a Patreon. If you would like to pay a little bit of a monthly fee, we have some video content on there. We've been doing Patreon for this month will be our eighth Patreon episode. Um, mm. And as soon as you join, you get access to all the ones that came before it. Um, so if you join today, hours and hours of video content is awaiting you on our Patreon, oh patreon.com slash Hurry! <laughs> Go check it out! Um, yeah, we also have some Spotify playlists, AMA K-pop on Spotify for playlists that go with each episode. Um, if you use a podcast app where there's rating or reviewing, um, do that. Tell your friends about this podcast if you like it. Um, and yeah, that's it. Thank you for coming on this journey. And we will be back next week to talk even more shiny, new, shiny, new, new shiny, shiny, new, shiny content coming up. Get ready, gang. Next week. Until then. Bye-bye. Bye. Jonghyun, you're our inspiration. Adorable, 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 adorable,